Episode 2, Japanese Food and Drinks. Domo arigato gozaimasu. Oh, don't worry, guys. I'm not going to do the episode in Japanese. I'm just thanking the drummers for coming all the way from Japan uh, to play less than 30 seconds. <laughs> um, when I first called the Japanese government last week and I told Prime Minister Abe Shinsu that I was going to make an episode of Japanese food and drinks in my podcast, he... Uh, he immediately offered to send me the Japanese presidential marching band. But I said, that was too much, man. You know, two or three drummers were more than enough for me. Um, he also sent me a bottle of sake, which is what I'm drinking in this episode. And if you're interested to try this one, it's called Taiku. And it has 55% alcohol. 55, bro. <laughs> I'm going to be feeling really good about myself after a couple of these. I tell you that much. <laughs> Tastes really good, too. All right. So, Jair, how did your love for Japanese food and drinks start, you ask? Well, that's a great question. And I have an even greater answer for that. It all started back when I was a kid. You know, in a decade that not a lot of people have heard of, the wonderful 90s. Yes, I was an infant watching cartoons, and I was watching the greatest Japanese anime of all time. Yes, you guessed it, Dragon Ball Z. And watching Goku, aka Kakarot, eat the Japanese food with such hurry, man, it made me curious. Um... It also looked really delicious, you know. <laughs> so I would ask around and try to find out as much as possible about their food. Um, okay, on a side note, Goku was also my favorite bodybuilding inspiration. Um, a few years ago when I was hitting the gym hard, uh, when I was a beast, I was always, you know, training. I, I, in my mind, I always thought, okay, I'm training to become a Super Saiyan. And that shit was fucking awesome. It made me enjoy lifting heavy weights even more. Um, I also remember back in the day watching the cartoon and trying to do the Kamehameha. So, you know, if you were a kid and you were watching Dragon Ball Z and you didn't try to do a Kamehameha, you lost in life. You know, <laughs> it doesn't matter what you achieve from now on. Uh, it's relevant because you already lost. Uh, and it's not me saying it, you know, there are scientific papers, extensive research done about this, countless hours of studies and whatnot. Um, so, yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyways, um, I almost succeeded doing this Hamihamiha once and my mom, she she lost her shit um, because I nearly destroyed the entire neighborhood. That was that was fucked up, but it was a legendary day, man. Okay, okay, back to the food. Now, people always ask me, what is my favorite Japanese dish? And I always tell them the same answer. Look, I have two favorite dishes, 
and I know, I know, most people can only get to choose one, but I'm awesome. So I get to have two, simply because I cannot put one over the other. Uh, these two are ramen and sushi. You know, I could eat both over and over and over without getting tired of them because there are so many combinations of ramen and so many combinations of sushi that you just like you just can't get tired of them you know but uh, japan is famous um, for more than two dishes you know um, some of them are udon onigiri miso soup tonkatsu sashimi soba tokoyaki dorayaki but the one I want to talk to you about today is okonomiyaki. Uh, okonomiyaki is a wheat flour paste batter. It has some dashi, some shredded cabbage, soy, eggs, and then your choice of meat or fish, um, green onions, and um, some people put other vegetables in it. That's basically it though. So this dish... Um, it's often compared to an omelet or a pancake. Um, some people even call it a Japanese pizza, which in my opinion is insane because, I mean, this fucking pizza has shredded cabbage, like what, <laughs> you know? So this dish is particularly popular in Hiroshima. Um, legend says that before the bomb, Okonomiyaki was considered fast food for kids. You know, because, I don't know, because it was fast food and kids love this shit. Um, but, you know, after the bomb, when people didn't have much food or much of anything, for that matter, uh, they started getting all these metal scraps that were in the streets and they started making grills out of them. And they started adding ingredients to the okonomiyaki. And then... After, when they started doing this, it became very popular, a very popular street food for everyone, you know, not only kids, uh, everybody was eating it now. And today, um, many people from all social status eat okonomiyaki in a daily basis in Hiroshima. And I shit you not, man, the best okonomiyaki in all of Hiroshima is cooked by a Guatemalan immigrant. Uh, he has a small restaurant in Hiroshima called... Um, Lopez Okonomiyaki, and he has received several awards and praises from the best chefs in Japan, and chefs all over the world uh, consider him as the best Okonomiyaki chef in the world. Um, when I found out about this a few years ago, I was I was really proud of my country, you know, and, and of my people, and it made me realize, you know, I'm not alone in this world. There are other awesome water moms out there kicking ass, and suddenly, uh, I felt like I was an inspiration to others, and it felt good. <laughs> All right, let's do drinks now. Okay, obviously, Japan's famous for their sake, uh, which is the most well-known drink of Japan. And... Every time I talk about sake, man, I can't help but remember the first time I went to purchase some. Uh, I was a younger, but equally awesome, me. I went to the liquor store. 
And right before I went in, um, I had a vision. Something or someone was talking directly to my soul. And somehow he knew that I was about to purchase some cheap sake because I was totally broke back then. You know, and all these voices in my head, they started saying, you, you are the chosen one and need to have the best sake in the world. But to get it, you must endure endless calamities, countless challenges, sadness, grief, and pain. But at the end of your journey, you will be drinking the sake of the old gods. So I said, uh, no, thank you. I'd rather buy a bottle and start drinking right now. And that's what I did. And that's it. The story's over. That's how it ends. So, <laughs> did you guys know that Japan also makes great whiskey? Mm-hmm. I'm not saying it's as good as Irish whiskey, which is my favorite whiskey, but it's definitely, definitely a close second. You don't believe me? All right. Pause this episode right now. Just pause it. I'll wait for you. And go and get some. Go to your liquor store. Go wherever you get your alcohol from and get some Japanese whiskey. And if you can, get some Hatosaki whiskey. Now, Hatosaki, man, when you drink it neat, it's it's almost like like an orgasm in your mouth. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> the smell and the flavor is, is just right, man. Um, she said that too. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me. It's really good whiskey. You're going to love it. Now, um, Japan also has umeshu. Umeshu is another sake best drink. Um I had the pleasure to taste this once in my life, and I still remember the flavor, the beauty, you know, the drink, the bottle, the legend. (laughs) And for cold days, because, you know, Japan gets really fucking cold, snowstorms and everything uh, during the winter months, um, you can enjoy a nice cup, um, or if you're like me, who my wife says that I have a drinking problem. A bottle of Atsuken, which is a Japanese rice wine. It's a hot Japanese rice wine. And it's really good, man. You know, I only tried it once in my life, but that shit was amazing. Um, Over here in the Western Hemisphere, we tend to think about wines with fruits, you know, grapes and all that shit. But rice wine, it's really good. And I shit you not, I still dream about it to this day. You know, so um, I consider myself a Japanese food and drink expert, a connoisseur, if you like. (laughs) And I do hope that if you're interested in any Japanese food and drinks adventures, that you take this in consideration, you know, and the ones that I talk about here. And I promise you, if you let me lead the way, I will take you to the promised land and you'll thank me for it. The Japanese have a saying that goes in the lines of, um, you can't do anything without risking something. So go out there and risk trying something new. Risk trying some new Japanese food and drinks 
and trust me, you won't regret it. And if you do well, uh, you can send me you can send me a complaint letter. Uh, but I must warn you though, my fan mail is back up a couple of years. But I promise, I'll get to it as soon as I can. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Stay awesome. Until the next time.